You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, Sid Talk. Are you ready for a uh, a, ready date, for a daytime it. podcast? Oh, I thought you were going to say, are you ready for a date? Yes, I am ready for a date. It. Uh, well, it's, I'm, it's just weird because it's the middle of the day. We uh, normally record this either in the early hours of the morning or in the... Um, I think you... I'm not sure if you evaluate that correctly. I think it's pretty balanced. I encoded it last week at 3 a.m. almost. So Right. Let's uh, let's say it's this is pretty early for me. Occasionally. Anyway, it's Sunday, June the 28th, 2009. It's a uh, hot... Is it Sunday, June the 28th? Hey, you're looking at me funny. No, I'm just saying that date sounds familiar to me. Maybe that was the day my grandma passed away. <laughs> Very uh-huh. cheery, but I'm thinking that. I am correct. Familiar. It is Sunday, June the 28th, 2009. This is after the show number 76, the show that we review movies on. No, we don't, we don't explain that enough. After the show, we, we <laughs> review something after we watch. We watch a movie on a Sunday and then we review it. So this week we're having a look at Friday the 13th Killer Cut on Blu-ray disc. This is a 2009 movie. Starring Kevin Bacon. No. <laughs> 2009 movie, so this came out quick, because we're only halfway through. There are um, reasons for that, I'm sure. And this Blu-ray disc is from our friends at Warner, and it was released Tuesday the 16th of June, so you can pick it up now. That was last week. Maybe. Two weeks ago. Twelve days ago. Um, and you're going to tell us what it's about, if they don't <laughs> I don't really... I'll give you my synopsis. A bunch of irritating, freaking 20-something people get slaughtered in interesting ways by a dude who's lived in the forest, or in the woods, after a traumatic event in his childhood. Uh, Jason Voorhees apparently drowned when he was a kid, but then his mother was avenging his death because some camp counselors were screwing and doing whatnot while he, you know, apparently drowned. But then he's alive, avenging her death. But mostly it's just really annoying people getting killed. And that's... And there's something to be said about there are certain ones uh, in every Friday show. I was going to say, let's let's also say that this is a long-running series, if you don't know. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th. There's been... 12. 12 Friday the 13th movies, so this is nothing new. No, no, no. (laughs) Jason Voorhees is, in our lifetime, strangely enough, just an icon of... Yeah, when you know. there's really not a lot to him, but yeah, he is a... Uh, there's icon. more from this one. I'll give him credit on that when they talked about the extras, and we'll, as we talk about the movie. All right, let's so get... Yeah, let's get on with Let's it. get into the movie. So, um, this is, as the people say on the extras, a reboot of the franchise. So, like, this is becoming a common theme over the last couple of years. Let's take something that was really popular in the 70s or the 80s, and let's make it new um, for new audiences when... When the new audiences, like you said, can't even... The original film still exists, everybody. Of course, of course. So you you can go and revisit it if you want. Seriously, it makes me want to grit my teeth (laughs) when I hear people say the same shit over and over and over and over and over. Oh, they're going to reboot. We're going to reset. We're going to reboot. It's so obnoxious. Honestly, it makes me infuriated. Now, sometimes I don't mind them (laughs) resetting things just because... uh, In this instance, Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees... The actual series of movies, the Friday the 13th franchise of movies, 
had gone a little bizarre. I mean, he was in space for frick's sake at the end. Yeah, but why not just then go on from there? I don't get it. Why? Why well, restart? I, I like I like the idea of taking it, like making it more gritty, like they say, because it had got like I watched Jason X, which is the one where he's in a spaceship. And it was pretty ridiculous, and it was pretty non-gritty. It was just cartoonish, almost. So what they've done here is, like, like with the che- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though that was gritty to start with, but they've kind of gone back and got all the parts that were good from the original and kind of... I have to say, I don't... I completely disagree that this has any grit at all, except for there's lots of dust and dirty stuff No, I, I think the character is way more... Um, the character, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. I don't at. think that grit is... I'm not there. getting at, like, grit, like... No, I'm getting at, like, the character's more back to how it's... Sh- bit more... It's not particularly menacing, is what I'm saying, when he gets further on. Even when he's in Manhattan and stuff, it's just stupid. It's that like one's ca- really bad? Oh my god. It's like cartoon... I mean, yeah, there's been a, he's been in a lot of scenarios in the movies, the original movies. How many did you say there was? Twelve. There are He's been in a lot of scenarios in those movies where it kind of got ridiculous. I mean, he even fought Freddy Krueger. Now, we haven't seen that, so we can't complain about that, so... No, but, I mean, it's... That's just fan service, isn't it? They got them two together for some reason and then made a movie. But So with this one, they've got the essence of the character of Jason Voorhees kind of, you know, twist... Well, they've kind of took a bit from, like, well, how many of the... The first five movies, they've took... You know, they've, they've kind of changed... They, well, they haven't changed it. The, the scenario <laughs> You're of the... You're having a hard time here. The scenario <laughs> of the mother... They add that in there. They kind of tell you a lot of stuff that came before in a brief sequence at the beginning. See, I think... Unless, For new audiences. Yeah, I don't see it like that. I, I mean, I know that's what they say. They picked and chose different things people would want to see from them. But if, just look at it as for what it is. Well, I do And you see get it like the that. story. You know, you see... I see it like, like it's... Like they... All the bits... Because if it, if it only becomes the sum of a bunch of parts of the other movies, then it's not rebooted at all. It's just... It's like... Well, a, it is, because you throw... Like, you, you know, he was in space in the last one, so <laughs> they didn't go to Mars this time, or they took it back to Camp Crystal Lake and and pretty much did what the others did. I think it's a reboot, totally. Like It, it actually is. What I'm saying is... If you're supposed to see it as fan service to the first five movies and pick out and point out all the bits that came from one and the little bit that came from two and the little bit, then what's the point? Well, the point is <laughs> there's a new generation of people who go to the theater now who wouldn't probably be seen dead watching old movies. They just go to the theater. Right, that's what I'm saying. So having bits of those movies doesn't mean anything well, except it does, to tell the story. Yeah, it tells the story to a new bunch of people. I, I understand the need for that because there are... People who go to the cinema every Friday night, it's their night out kind of thing, who don't go and sit and watch old movies. They just watch what comes out every week. And if it's a movie... It's a hard concept for me to grasp. I, I do. There are people <laughs> like that. And people who, like, you know, it's a movie from the 70s. I don't watch movies from the 70s. I want to watch all the hot people from today get killed instead. So I understand the need for it. And it does have lots of stuff in there that fans of the series would like, too. Um... But you're right, the and, and I don't think this is exclusive to this movie, 
but the victims are, are highly annoying. Mm. All of all of them, but they also are in the older movies too. It's, it was always like a you're more on Jason's side. You want them to die. I think that was the deal of it. Um, I disagree. There was nobody I liked in the originals. They weren't the same. They were totally not the same. Well, it's also it's also a product of like today of our times. I mean, like. Teenagers in this movie, they all come across as douchebags. I don't think they're teenagers, actually. I think they're 20-something. Right. Honestly. See, I see them as teenagers, but I'm old, so. don't think they are, actually. All right, like 25, 30? No, no, 20. Like, 20. Like, just of age. You know what I mean? Teenagers? No, of age. You're 18, Oh, 21. 19, right, because they're Americans, yeah. right? So, like, yeah, because in England, uh, of age is 16 to 18. Like. And if they're pretending to be 16, 17, 18, they're not doing a very good job. No. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, if these are not teenagers, people of age, they all come across as, like, highly annoying, um, irresponsible, uh, not good role models for kids to follow. They're, they're all kind of deplorable in some Ooh, listen way. Listen to you. You're like an old man. <laughs> I no, think I think too. yeah, I think I think there um there wasn't one of these kids that was like some you know there was either stoners there was, or there was like a or, glimmer of hope with the one girl and then the brother guy you know they were supposed oh, to be yeah, the noble yeah, yeah. ones but they were just as annoying as well I mean there was no no but, quality but, and no one I wanted to save no one I wanted to win no one. I didn't root for Jason. I didn't root... Nobody. Nobody at all. I could have been happy to see a knife go through every single head. And, and <laughs> I think this is exactly the same for the original movies, too. I always thought that. Like, all I'm in... When the movie starts, I know what I'm in for. Everybody's going to get killed here. Maybe one will be left. Or two. One, probably. Um, I'm going to see a variety of different... That was the main hook of those movies when they first started. I think you're skipping ahead too far. Remember the first one you ever watched. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but the first one you watched, you didn't know what you were in for. You had no idea. No, you didn't. So the characters weren't obnoxious. They were just teen. They were like late teens at a camp. You became... They introduced them not as quickly. It wasn't like boom, 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 boom. Here's this guy. Here's this guy. No, it was. There was a wheelchair guy. No, it wasn't actually. It's a little more... It's more methodical... You're there was no least... wheelchair guy. Yeah. That was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Oh, really? There was, in, front, in the camp, yeah. So there was one in Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, that's that's a bit... Well, I think that was kind of the... I don't know why, but... I don't remember. Oh, maybe I do. Oh, maybe that was Friday the 13th 2 with the wheelchair guy. I don't think so. Well, good luck. Because they go across be. that bridge, the bridge that's in this movie. When I was like, I whoa, wondered. there's the bridge. See, I wondered about that, because yeah. I, I didn't recognize... I've seen a few of Oh, there's them. plenty of places in this movie where I was... What about the bus? Was that in the others? No, no, no. Not as far as I know. Unless it was in one of those bizarre ones that we never yeah. really paid attention to. Ooh, the bus. That would have been... The bridge was. In the... Yeah. But anyway, these kids, none of them, I... They were either stupid... Um... So, racial stereotype. Oh my god, the racial stereotype. I can't even believe that they let that happen these days. <laughs> Not even as a joke. Honestly, as a joke even, it's so... Offend- I would be completely offended. Now yeah, the rich, yuppie, white kid is extremely assholey, right? But I just kind of accept that because I assume that's how they are. But to take... I'm sure not The African-American dude. <laughs> See there. I the African-American dude even makes a joke about... 
Him being a no, it was the Asian guy who did. He no, the African-American guy makes a joke Could about... Could you have any more cliches or something? No, no, not that. The African-American guy makes a joke about racial stereotypes where she says... Oh, yeah. Are you... He says, I'm making some music, or I've got to develop some music, and she says, oh, what, is it rap? And then he starts going off on her saying, look, I'm a, just, just because I'm, I'm black, black yeah. you think I'm into rap? And then she says, well, what music is it? And he says, rap. So the Yeah, and then he and the Asian guy are like the... Stupid, like the yeah, comic Yeah, the bumbling relief, idiots. Both and then of them. The girls are completely void of any... Just tits anything. and ass, that's all they are. All of them. Completely. Apart from maybe one of them. The one... Yeah, but guy. she's supposed to be the level head. Yeah, she's just a little poppy looking girl too. So they're so much. If you went back and watched the first one, you'd know what I mean. The characters are not now. If I'd been forty watching that movie originally, I'd probably be like, yeah, "Oh, like, they're stupid oh, teenagers." I but <laughs> but I, I think it was a different time for making movies as well. They wanted to build you up and get you endeared to the individuals more. To where you didn't want... And then when they did get slaughtered, you were like, oh, no, no. In this one, I actually don't give a shit I was gonna on say, any level. We're not spoiling anything here, but all of these people are going to die in this movie. <laughs> I don't think that's spoiling anything. No, anyway, no. Anybody who you are introduced to is probably going to die. The majority. Um, and, yeah, those racial stereotypes kind of bothered me. And it's like... it's um, On a different note, another movie that's Michael Bay... Uh, Transformers 2 it's being um, criticised at the moment because there's two Transformers in the new one one is like supposed to be a black guy Transformer but he's the tr- when he transform when he transforms apparently he's got like buck teeth and he kind of talks kind of <laughs> really? yeah and then there's another well, one we haven't seen it so we don't know no but I, I was reading about it there's two Transformers they've got funny names they're kind of like a pair that kind of, you know, like like a mm-hmm. Bumblebee character. But they're both black guys. One's into rap and one's like a kind of a down south kind of guy. And they've got those kind of voices. And it's supposed to be a bit ridiculous. Like, uh, it's another racial stereotypes, but like, why is it even there kind of thing. And that's what I felt like in this one. Like, um, okay, there is a Asian guy and a black guy, but why make fun of them? And why, why keep doing that? Why? I actually don't get it. I absolutely do not get it. Why single out people, put them on the screen as characters that are completely disposable, not just... Now, one could argue that they make those two more endearing than anybody else, which is true. They give you more time with them. They give you more time with them being funny and charming and I'm interesting I'm not into them at all. When they, no, start, they, when they get when out you, a pipe with when and you, start smoking. Yeah, but you just don't like people who do drugs. I'm just saying, as you go through it, you get more time with them their deaths are particularly more upsetting because you've got to know them and they're not harm they're not they're not they're stupid they're not, though they're stupid but they're not I mean not the the, the asian guy for instance you when don't he's, want him when he's to bumbling get... around the um tool shed. tool shed and he's like talking to himself and being like yeah but that's not that's and not he's, obnoxious he's just acting like, like a stoner like uh, yeah. which he is what he is i guess but it seemed... so that doesn't make you want him to get killed the other ones i want to get killed like, well, yeah, you obviously want, like, the rich daddy's boy to get killed, don't you? Because, yeah, the like, dude he's... in the barn, and, I mean, all of them. But these two, at least, I don't know if they're trying to attempt to, like... It's comic relief, that's... Yeah, they and believe, why use those why people? use that, yeah, yeah. Actually, it, I would be, I would be... I am. I just think it's really obnoxious. Yeah. 
I know you can't get away from stereotypes. That's a reality of life. They're based on something somewhere in somebody's mind. But to take a modern movie and to point out to people and knowing that people would go, oh, that's that guy and that's how they act and that's how they act. And it just seems like, what? I don't get it. Well, i got to talk about original Friday the 13th for a second. Like the original one. The very first, and the second one actually, the, I saw them both together. I think at the time, it was one of my first movies ever, horror movies I ever saw on VHS tape back in the day. We got both of them and sat and watched them over a weekend. They frightened me to bloody death. <laughs> I, I totally remember because the the end scene of the first one and the second one are both jump scares. Right? We we most people know that by now. They both absolutely frightened me to death. And and, and at the time, I watched rewatched them and jumped in the same places. <laughs> like I even knew it was happening but I jumped so um, those really stuck with me and they still do to this day you know I've seen them on American movie classics and stuff when they've been on and I think they're still good quality movies for them I day. agree That's and this why one is nowhere near nowhere near that no there's no quality other than um, I mean there's some nostalgia involved but the nostalgia if you're talking nostalgia, then that completely negates the idea that this movie is for a new generation. Because they have no nostalgia. No, I mean, for so me. It's, point- well, it's know, for both, isn't it? I guess. Like they even said, you know, that we want something that new audiences can get behind. And fans of the series will also dig. Like The only value in it, to me... I mean, it was, it was fine to watch. I didn't have a problem. Except at one point, you got up to go, you paused it, and you went to the bathroom. And I looked down, and I actually had this sinking feeling like, oh, my God, it's only halfway over. I was like, it's been forever. I'll tell you something that was really cool about this movie, and I think it's probably the coolest thing about this movie, and it was one thing I said to you. This movie has a late title card, which means that when the it says Friday the You don't want to tell them about it, though, because that was part of the surprise. I've just said. It's... I don't mean that. I mean what. Well, anyway, what what, what happens up? up to it. What happens it. up to the point of the late title card is the actual coolest part of the movie, and if it would have ended when that title card came, I would have felt satisfied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like so, and it is literally twenty five minutes. The first twenty five minutes of the movie. In fact, this is what happened to me. I watched the first twenty five minutes of the movie. Not spoiling anything, but that first twenty five minutes, then the title card, and then something else happened. It felt downhill from there to me. Yep, I agree. And I'm not really se- we'd not really seen a proper Jason at that point, but I didn't feel like I needed to. I thought I was quite satisfied with what we'd just seen. Like so, it's but that is the coolest part of the movie. I think the rest of it just kind of just started, you know, churning along. It was just going along with itself. Yeah. Um, just to now, I do like the best part. That was pretty cool, but the. I did I did notice about four times with Jason I think of it I thought of him more as a character all of a sudden because there were some close-ups of some kills and some excuse me <laughs> I just drank a bunch of tea really fast close-up of kills and he was actually being performed by the guy who was being him whereas in the past it was to me Oh, you just nothing. They'd also fleshed time, out the you character. Get, you get like close-ups. You get him, and that sounds really lame when I just say it. But like, he's doing something. He'll tilt his head and like look, and you see a glimmer of his eye, and the way he moves when and, he's grabbing or touching, or and it's just like he's actual. You go like, yeah, this is a dude who is 
just like pure not rage even that was the thing i started attaching like an emotion and the, like a reason and i mean i've known for 30 years why he's killing people but all of a sudden it was like he's a grown man he's got his little world don't fuck with him yeah <laughs> you they, know what i mean like don't come around they don't changed come the in character his- this time they'd um made him more intelligent first off which i actually really liked because he kind of built himself a place to live and is that intelligent or is that just well he was a lot more calculating yeah Uh, in the other ones he just kind of stumbled across people and and then ran after them and killed them in this one he actually set some some stuff up which i know they mentioned in the extras but before they'd even mentioned it there was one particular scene where i was like holy crap yeah he's a bit more scary because of that because he's not just a guy who you come across and then you have to run away he's actually done some Fall thinking into this. He's in the woods. Yeah. He's got his home. He's made his little area. He's marked his territory. When you come into that area, you're doomed. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he's going out to space anymore. He's not going into the city. He's not going to the camp. He's not supernatural. Five miles away. He just... It's like, just leave him alone, you know? Yeah, because like, you know, another thing in the older movies, he eventually got super... He became supernatural. Like, um... He went to hell. Well, I'd say, yeah, coming back from hell is kind yeah, of a yeah. supernatural thing. This is just a guy, like... Now, how... Now, the space one, did he... Was that the future or something? Like, he'd he been woke frozen? Up on the, he woke up on the spaceship at the beginning. <laughs> and, you know, that cryogenic thing where you'd frozen... Right. Some, and then he wakes up and he's on the ship and... Kills everybody. And then there's these, like, hot... The crew of the spaceship happens to be hot chicks and dudes, obviously. And then I remember somebody saying... I think Jason Voorhees is aboard. <laughs> and I was watching it thinking... <laughs> How would you come to that conclusion? <laughs> Did you miss the first part of the movie, maybe? I watched it on, like, AMC or something. <laughs> and, I, and I was watching it thinking, this is just plain bizarre. Like, but- in, this, like in this one, right? I said, so my fa- you've said your favorite line, and you haven't told the people of the world yet, but some of my favorite weird... It's just, like, bad... I don't know what it is. It's not... There was not a lot of bad acting. There or was anything. one. No, there was, was one good. thing where like I sighed and you go, said, Why kept did you... going this way, and then a few minutes later, pointing his torch. Let's go this way. Over here. There was one scene. Where <laughs> I was like, can you remember what it was? And I sighed because he, somebody said something. They were in that living room. Somebody said something, and I went, "Oh, you did!" <laughs> I can't remember what it was. And it was so bad. It was like an interaction between two people, and it was almost like. It, was. it didn't feel like any real thing that anybody would say to somebody else. And I don't I, remember what that was. I, I don't even know what it was, but I remember th- I went, oh. Because I was like, really? Are you sure it wasn't the dude with the magazine? I think you sighed at that, too. <laughs> that was not Maybe. I don't I know. It no, it was, it was an interaction, though, as well. <laughs> I, I mean, there was some real... I, I have to say, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but there's one uh, massacre... The person was it a massacre? If it's just one, no. Um, one dude who uh, meets Kills. his maker, meets his uh, death maker, and I was very satisfied. I was like that if I, if I had the power in this life <laughs> to do that with no uh, legal ramifications to people like that, I might possibly do it. So I was like, yep, that was a good one. Everybody else, because it was just inevitable, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Obviously, these people are built up. There's by about halfway through the movie. There's something you hate about almost everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's intentional. Halfway through, really. It took you a while. No, I didn't. It was pretty much... Actually, the opening scene where they were driving yep. in the truck and then they get out of the truck to buy some stuff at the First gas station. First thing comes out of everybody's mouth. First thing, yeah, because you go, oh, douchebag, uh, racial stereotype, weird. Um, oh, hot chick who's going to get tits out at some point. Um... But, and you're basically right. Everything that goes through your mind at that point. So does that mean... what The funny part is, right? These movies are, I guess in theory, from a money man's standpoint at the studio. We're catering to the 18 to 25 hip kids, whatever, who go to the movies and want to be scared and take their dates or whatever. And yet, in these movies, that's they take the most trendy, obnoxious shallow and take the piss out of them yeah and they slaughter them one by one yeah. now so who is that really for so no, that's it's... actually quite funny when you think of that yeah um, the other thing is about this about this movie Friday the 13th 2009 the other thing is from me there wasn't one moment where I was scared of anything not even a jump scare nothing because I kind of expected everything like I'd already anticipated it now there were death scenes that were imaginative where I was like oh really that's kind of interesting (laughs) Uh, but nothing where I was absolutely like scared out of my tree like I was in the very first Friday the 13th where it made me jump even those parts there were obviously a nod to that but you were a kid no it doesn't matter I've I've jumped at movies of today I think it does matter and you very 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 rarely very rarely I think that you would have that kind of reaction I no, had a couple of moments like when she easy. when there's a girl in a tent in the woods and then someone around that always creeps me out. So it doesn't matter what movie, it could be in a comedy, and if they put that in there, I'd be creeped in out. In fact, my um, my recommendation for this week was solely based on somebody in a tent. Oh right, right. Scary the scene creepiness. In a tent. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't. Have, I had one one startle, but it wasn't a scary startle. It was more like oh crap and. A couple of moments where I try, I really try, to take myself out of the fantasy part and put myself in that reality. What is it? What is it like? What would it be like to have someone truly in a dark, dank, probably very whole, horribly stinky place, grab you from behind, slowly drag you down a hall? It, you know, what do you? What would you really? See, so I don't get scared, but I think if you if you could let go of the okay, it's this Hollywood movie, blah blah blah. How would it really feel? Then for a split second, you go like, oh god, that would be creepy, you know. Well, see, for me, not nothing scared me, but I was definitely because I know this character from so many years. <laughs> like he's got, you know, he's got a history with you as an as a viewer. If you've seen them, I was very intrigued to see what they will do with him now like like will we get some will we get some more information on him but i don't feel we ever did like no. uh, and um, and yes he had like a little home which i'll refer to as his home but i won't um yeah i don't mean the house i mean yeah i will ref- i will i'll not spoil it but i thought there was going to be some big revelation to do with that but it was just really a device for some other things yeah i thought we were going to get into some secret or something new about him that we don't know but you never ever find something new really I guess the whole thing is he was a kid uh, which you already knew oh, he's deformed in some way you knew way. about his mother wasn't I never knew he was deformed or anything but they don't really exploit that in this movie either so no you know it's just like Michael Myers like why does he wear a mask 
not 100% sure, except, I don't know. I mean, the, there's not really any reason. Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. We're a sick generation. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm surprised there hasn't been... Of course, a, my rec- my recommendations. Surprised there hasn't been a crossover movie where all three of those um, <laughs> duke it out with Bruce Willis. Or something like that, you know? Oh, Evil Dead, Ash. Ash versus these two. <laughs> um, but, so... So what do we think of this movie? We're talking, talking, talking. I didn't... I can't, I, I can't say I enjoyed it, except that all these things were flooding through my mind. All the horror movies that I've enjoyed. I'll tell you what was... All of it. I'll tell you what was flooding through my standalone, mind. Standalone, it wasn't great, but because of everything that goes I with it. I thought it was a fairly good remake, to be yeah. honest. Like, like, if you've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, which was made by the same guy and the same team behind... I thought that was actually a fairly decent remake too. It was. It kind of captured some of the stuff, but it threw in obnoxious. Youth Hills Have Eyes remake was good, I think. I yeah, that's your. Yeah, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, it did exactly what this one did. It took the good parts from the original, and then it threw in a bunch of obnoxious people from today. Don't you think it was yeah, the same? Yeah. Thing? It was. It was almost the same thing. The, the, the formula. Text, same formula. They found a house. There was like creepy stuff, and then shit happens. Like this, this the same on this one. Um, and I thought this was a. Fa- I mean, it was shot well. I thought I I thought it was. It looked good. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, I, I was going to say tension and stuff, but I never really felt no. any tension. Um, maybe sometimes they applied a story on top where we have a you know, a brother looking for a sister where yeah, that's never that existed was, before. Man, and that to me was completely, I didn't care. It was just like, oh, we've got modern audiences. We can't just have this or that. We have to give it something. We have to give it something else. So it was really transparent. What did that remind me of? There was something else where the sister, where they, they were going back looking after a period of time. Was it The Hitcher? Maybe? Vanishing? No, was it like the remake of The Hitcher? Were they yeah. going searching for somebody who went missing? I can't remember. That was the reason they were I going. I also can't remember. See, the remake of The Hitcher was actually pretty good creepy. with Sean Bean as the... Um, yeah, creepy. See, now that one was creepy and uh, I thought a valid, good remake of, of something. And Hills of Eyes. Hills of Eyes was too. Now, anyway, they get back to this movie. Um, <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, all of these other things come with it. So as a standalone movie... Well, what I was thinking of, let me say... Total The entire away. time was... It's a good way to spend an afternoon in an no. air-conditioned theater. That's what I say. Yeah, well, <laughs> what I was thinking of the entire time was... I've just received the Friday the 13th original on DVD. I was thinking... Watching that would probably be a better way of spending my day than oh, this. I agree. Because... Unless it's really bad, then it... Unless I watch it now and it's not as good... You know, like, sometimes it's better to just remember it. Yeah, no, it is actually all right. I've yeah. watched it on um, on Halloween. They have it on a lot of times, you know, on American movies. And they just, it just came out, actually, on DVD. Uh, like, I don't know, is it an anniversary of it or something this year? Because they just released all the old ones again. I don't know, was it 1979, maybe, when it was made? Because this is 2009, maybe it's Possibly. Year. Well, anyway, uh, Paramount just put out the entire... Well, the first six on DVD... And the first three on Blu-ray disc. And then this one came out as well around about the same time. So there's something going on. Or Paramount are just cashing in because this one's... Yeah, you know, it's just a cross-promotional thing. But um, I just kept thinking... I wouldn't mind seeing the first two again, like, rather than this one. Because it... 
I don't know though. It's really hard because this was <laughs> there was some good there was some good kill, the killing. If you're into the slasher and the killing thing, there's some very good that stuff. I thought the effects were good, like the practical yep. effects. Like um, it, it wasn't CG stuff. It was like you know blood squirting out, like uh, old fashioned. Yeah. So I like that. I always like that because CG stuff always seems a bit out of place in these kind of movies. Um, you know where they chop somebody's head off. I think the can... one that. This was CG, but yeah, other than I think that, part of it was. I don't think it. I don't think it was fully. I think it was like a bit of both. But um, it seemed pretty, like true to how those movies were. I'm sure those mo- the originals are real tame now compared to gore and all that. I bet they're real tame. I bet it cuts away really quick and stuff. Yeah. All, all I remember from the very first one was two, like in this one. Oh, we also should mention in this one there's. Quite an extended sex scene. We watched like yeah. the killer cut of this, which is like the unrated version. You can also see the theatrical version, but we watched the unrated. I think it's the most screwing I've seen in a movie for a long time. Like actual full on naked no I mean not yeah. like porno, but like totally naked screwing, like um it's not hidden, is it, that she's no, screwing. No, no, no. It's like no, it's a full on scene, like she's right up on top. And it lasts a little bit long. I was like this is getting a bit uncomfortable because it's boring. Shit's going on and shit, yeah. some shit's going on at the time, but it keeps focus. Obviously, because they want you know it's an yeah. unrated version. They're just trying to get more TNA in there, so it just felt a little bit too long. Like I bet the theatrical version might have been better. And I think on this generation, and after having been familiar with Jason Voorhees and the story for so long, like my our whole life, right? Yeah, we understand that originally he drowned, camp counselors weren't watching him, the mother wants to punish all these teenagers for screwing and stuff. You know what? That's totally lost on this one. Totally it's lost. Because it's not explained enough. Not that it's not even explained. I mean, only if you know that yeah, you have do to you know think it. about it. And even then, you know what? We're a whole different time frame in, in the world. And I think that part just was... There is, totally boring. There's like an opening scene. I mean, I'm not an 18 year old boy, so I might not. Maybe I'm not getting my wood on for it. But it was really boring and really like, I don't know. Well, the sex scene. Yeah. It was. It was a girl on top of a dude wiggling around with her tits fully out. With, as you like to point out, your favorite line from the movie. Oh, he, he, perfect. I don't. Know, I think this is how uh, dudes operate. Like in my day, we didn't say stuff like this, but I guess. Uh, you know, early twenties. Because dude. your day has passed, of course. Yeah, oh yeah. So he was looking at. Um, so he was got her in the bed and that, and then he. he one of his lines was. <laughs> I don't know if there was irony in the line, but he said it. Was. You've got perfect nipple placement. <laughs> and when he said that, I was like, "Is that a funny line, or is that?" Is it funny because like it's understood that she's got implants and they put them on right? Yeah. Or just or like. Is it- yeah, that's. I've seen I, so many titties that yours are. Your, I mean, I, there are, first he said you got stupendous. Yeah, he did. Breasts or whatever he said, and then tits or whatever. But um, and, and here yes, we are talking about it, so I guess that's the. And point. they were obviously and yeah, and it, they were fakies as well. Like, yeah, I said in the originals when we did see titties back in the seventies and early eighties, they were very small. There were not, and if they were, if you got big boobs, they were not round and perfect. They were just girls. I was, was going to say, and this takes me to like, uh, do you know the um, screen? And yeah. then they did the, um, the Wayans Brothers did the scary movie movies. And then they did the, the first scary movie, they did the thing with Carmen Electra where yeah, they stabbed yeah. her in the tit and there's a, there's a bag <laughs> yeah. on the end. That, that's what that reminded yeah. me of. But, um, 
Yeah, it was a lot of beautiful people. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I'd have to see the original again, I think, to uh, compare. But this was exactly what I thought it would be, I guess. Yeah. Maybe a... Maybe I didn't ex- I didn't expect the racial stereotypes at all. I, I, that was kind of a bit when they when that happened. I was like, "Huh, this is uh, awkward." And then there was also some other awkward stuff. It just sets people up to be the butt of a joke, which is like I don't even understand. I mean, it's just how- a bit of fun anyway. The movie. Yeah, but that's not fun, is it? No, actually, it isn't. No, that isn't. No, and that's what I'm saying. It's kind of mean spirited a little bit, but. It's somebody somewhere in the Hollywood thing Thinks says, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, they do. Oh, that's just... Oh, people will understand this joke because everybody's a racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know? Oh, everybody gets this because they, everybody thinks lo- also, like, badly of these They also people. make fun of like a hick kind of hillbilly guy too. I mean, make him look really bad. Like all, all yeah. people like that are really bad. Like, you know, if you're like a... Dude who lives in the country who fixes vehicles for a living or something like yeah, that. Yeah, true, kind of true. Do, Well, you're just like some scumbag who like yeah. wanks over pawn and... That's true. It's just now, a see, douche. That one doesn't occur to me as much because I've been around a lot of uh, those people. Yeah, but they're not all like that. No, I mean, that's of course another not, stereotype. Was, you're right, you're applied. right. See, I, I fall for just as bad, so you're right. Yeah. And, the, you know, claiming that every girl is an idiot and is going to fuck somebody the first time she oh, yeah, comes yeah. around and that every rich guy is a jerk and... You know, then we have the two wholesome people who seem pretty perfect. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with them. Oh, it's exhausting to think of it all. <laughs> but I think I'm with you. Um, I, I know it's not. It's just a bit of fun, a movie like this, I think. You know, I sat down knowing what I was going to... You know what you're going to get. Even if you've never seen Friday the 13th, if, you know, you know it's a horror film. In quotes, because I don't particularly think it's horror horrifying. Um... You know what you're going to get, and it delivers that, I think. And I didn't, co- I didn't come away feeling satisfied. Yeah, you know, the unfortunate thing is that day has passed. Well, where it's There's just nothing... straight... Because it's straightforward, isn't it, too? Well, I mean, the day has passed for that to be new and interesting and shocking and where you see, like, when we were kids, 11, 12, 13, when these things start coming out. And you see your first one when you're not supposed to, and you watch it on videotape, or like you watch yeah, it in the dark in the that, basement yeah. on HBO or whatever, and you know you're not supposed to, and it whets your appetite. Now, because we, when we were 12 and 13 years old, there were no movies like that before us. No. Okay. Now, when you're 12 and 13 years old, there's a whole world of that. Even on even on television, even on video games, kids play video games that are gory and violent and everything. I think the day has passed for anything like that to be I don't know, stimulating again. Now it's just more, more, more. Whereas now when I see when we get to our recommendations, the movies I recommend, those are movies that as an adult helped me revisit that feeling of like, oh, I'm being bad because I'm watching this and it makes me feel like I'm intrigued by the so perversion. It is a, it is of a it. movie that did that. And we've seen it just recently, Mom and Dad. <laughs> true, very true. So there's a movie that, for out. me, I, I was watching it and I felt like I shouldn't be or something. But it I wasn't feel. shocking. It was just because you, we've seen uh, all kinds of these perversions of things before. But the idea of the the difference between this family presenting themselves as a fam- good family 
and then the absolute horror that's going See, on that's in the house. Kind of creep. It creeps me out a lot more than something like this because I feel like it's like a new take on something. Whereas right. this isn't. This because is because just... it's a hidden horror. Yeah. Whereas Jason Voorhees is what he is. He's out in the open. Where then you see a movie like Mom and Dad that everything looks fine on the outside. So that makes you go down the street going, right, everybody looks normal, but God knows what's going on in their house. You know what I mean? So that's creepy. So let's move on to the cast of this movie. Um, And I put down nobody because... Yeah. I mean, seriously, I don't... No, I I disagree. The guy who did Jason, I actually think he did a good physical job. Yeah, I did like him. I liked... liked, He was obviously a fan. Yeah. I could tell from when he was... And he was absolutely stoked to be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, kind of and when thing. he was doing stuff, you know, like throwing the boats around, he wasn't wooden at it or anything. He was just a dude. And actually, I think... And not like, like a superhuman dude no. either. That was, that was a good thing. Just kind of a buff, uh, woodsy, looked really like he smelled really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm serious. There's a lot of people in it, young people. Didn't actually. There was one guy I knew, and he was from Fast and the Furious Tokyo Dream. He was one of the racial stereotypes we talked about. He was the only guy I recognised, and I don't actually know who who he is. I mean, I'm not belittling it because, like, most of them did a fine job of whatever they were doing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually have a problem with anybody's performance. Well, some I actually did with some, and whatever that line was that I sighed at, I don't even remember what it was. But and like you say, that guy who kept saying over here, that kind of yeah. thing. There was some pretty bad delivery on some stuff. Yeah. But there again, who cares? It's, somebody's going to die <laughs> right. in a minute. Like, you're you're right. Go- <laughs> you're right. <laughs> like, we can punish them for their bad acting by getting, maybe a, that's part getting of their it. head chopped off with a yeah. machete. So I didn't put down anybody. So yes, there are people in the movie. <laughs> we just... Willa Ford is in it. I wrote her down. Because you said her name was familiar. She's a singer. Hmm. She, I don't know why that's familiar, but she's a singer. But she... Um, Probably gets something bad. Everybody got the job done. We'll just put it that way. Something bad will happen to everybody in there. I'm, I'm sure. Um, so the director of this movie is Marcus Nispel. Um, he also directed Pathfinder, which was a Fox movie from like, a couple of years ago, which I didn't see. And he also is his next movie he's directing is uh, the remake of Conan the Barbarian. Oh my word! In 2010. That was one of those movies I watched too, with just gaping mouth, like, "Oh yeah. my god!" So something I've never ever. And he was also, in, you know, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I don't think he was the director of it, but he was involved in it. Conan the it, Barbarian was quite gory, wasn't it? If I no, remember yeah, correctly, yeah. Bridget Nielsen was in that, right? Mm, I think so. Well, I don't know. Um, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. No. So, yeah, the, the director I thought did an art. I, thought, I actually thought um, whoever does the sets and stuff for this movie it was a good job because I did like uh, Jason's little uh, lair thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the... Uh, I like that cover, actually. It's yes. pretty straight to the point. Um, this is the Blu-ray um, edition, and the cover's just Jason's hockey mask close up, but like kind of dirty looking, which is... It's got his eye in there. It's not just the mask. Oh, yeah, his eye is in there. So he's down there. It's actually a pretty good um, yes, cover. totally representative of exactly what you're. Yeah, I'd rather this than pictures of all the nobodies. Yeah, with one person <laughs> in the middle and two people a little bit further behind, and everyone's hair blowing yeah. in the wind with a machine. There was a bit of hair blowing in the wind in this movie. I there was say. the girl with the yeah, yeah. with the yeah, rest, that, rest her soul, Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, flips. Farrah Fawcett. That's yeah. what I kept thinking. Yeah, I kept thinking that is so seventies that hairdo, and why does it keep going? Even though Because no... she's the noble one. You yeah, see, yeah. she gets it's the, the breeze. It's the supernatural power. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> ah. 
So um, this is the Blu-ray edition. Uh, it's in 1080p as usual. It's uh, I thought it looked quite good, and this is quite a dark movie. So yeah. it did it did come across pretty well, I thought. For- One thing that occurred to me was I have to give ru- the ruins some props because if I can say the props without sounding obnoxious, because it was the daytime gore yeah, yeah. thing. There was no hiding out in dark places, and and ho- and you having to like strain your eye to look and see is that him in the background or anything and I would like more of that I feel that Hills Have Eyes too, uh, Hills Have Eyes remake as well love. very daytime and I feel that this one you know most of this movie set at night um, mm-hmm. most of it really like I'd say 75% of it is in the in that and they do rely on it a lot to uh, hide him Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna pop out from somewhere, but you don't see, and then you do see, and then you might see a glimpse. It's it's a lot of that. Um, yes, where you're thinking, did I really see something? And they they and then a clap of lightning, so you do see it, and then you don't. It, they do that all the time, don't they? In this movie. Um, well, anyway, what I was getting at was it actually looks good on Blu-ray, even though it's a dark movie. Because some dark movies, you yeah, some, some of them are terribly like real so bad that you don't get some of the stuff. But I thought you did get most of this. Um, it has a few extras, not very many, I didn't think, for such a, you know. I'll be very movie. honest with you, when the movie was over, my first thought was, mm, I don't really care about any extra whatsoever. I know we watch them every week, but this isn't one of those movies that I care anything about. So when we started watching them, well, you know, raised, fair enough. I did think the extras of, oh, you can list them and I'll tell you. That's got a cool that raised um I just didn't feel like it was... Uh, if if anything, I would want to see extras on the original. Yeah, which, or, which you will get on the original. Yeah, interviews with the people from the original and going back there, you know, that would be more interesting to me. Yeah, so let me... Um, so, so the extras on this one. First off, there's like a... It's called the Terror Trivia Track with Picture in Picture. Now, this plays throughout the entire length of the movie. That's and a good one. Yeah, it is really good. In, in fact, I'd rather have those than an audio commentary, to be honest, nowadays. I, I've, and there, is, there isn't an audio commentary on here. There's this instead. So what it is, is like a small window in the corner that plays actual behind-the-scenes making-of stuff and trivia track from... with It says that it covers the entire franchise. Right. So... If you need, you know, it'll give you trivia on the entire thing. And it might, probably, we didn't watch it through, but I bet as it goes through, it'll say. What we did watch, Something like, in this scene, you will see the wheelchair hanging on the wall. This is in reference to the wheelchair. Yeah, it will tell you that stuff. And so, yeah, it does last the entire length of the movie, but on on the uh, killer cut version. There's also the theatrical cut version of the movie that runs for 97 minutes. And then there's the killer cut that we watched. It's 106 minutes. So it's quite a bit more seven minutes isn't yeah well seven minutes can be quite a bit of stuff but I don't know I think it like that sex scene was extended for sure and maybe some of the gore bits yeah um but we we can't comment on the theatrical or maybe the we saw the killer one (laughs) yeah maybe that yeah that because that was a bit like yeah um and then there's, and you have no idea what we're talking nope, about. Nope, and you don't want to know. Miming, pantomime. <laughs> um, then there's an extra called Hacking Back, Slashing Forward, which remembers the groundbreaking original movie in high definition. And it's like the cast of this movie talking about what their memories of yep. the original movie are when these people I are probably... I was completely disappointed in that Well, this is my this was my point on this. They were reminiscing about the original movie, and these people look like they only just got out of high school. Yeah, totally. So that was... 
When the dudes that were our age were talking about sneaking the videotape yeah, and stuff. Like, oh, we weren't even supposed to have this videotape and we were watching it and blah, blah, blah. Now that, you know, was totally... So, you know... But that's not going to happen. They keep re- they keep repeating that this movie's the... This, you know, restarting it for this generation. This generation isn't going to sneak a copy of this and watch it behind closed doors. They'll just watch it on the internet. Yeah. For free. And they're not going to be shocked <laughs> and they're not going to be... They're not going to remember it in 30 years as a, as a seminal moment in there. Oh, will they? No, they won't. I was like, all right, let's say that you're... If anything... Let's say that you're 12 years old now, right? You're a 12-year-old kid. You haven't watched any of the old 70s horror You don't know anything about them. And you, this is on the Blu-ray player because your dad rented it. And you sneak a look at it while he's out. Would this resonate with you? Maybe. For the, for, for the time to come. Because it's the first thing you've ever seen like this. Alright, I don't know. Have I, I mean, played video games? Because no. Video games totally desensitize you to some shit. You know? Yeah. Well, let's some just say games. movie experience. You know, it's probably... Well, all... the titties and the sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah you <laughs> Every 12. Like a 12-year-old's feel. Not inappropriate. And I'm not saying that murdering in people is appropriate either. Or even the theme of someone avenging their mother's death or a mother avenging her son. You know, none of that. That's I don't know. I just don't... I think it's a whole different time. So, also we have here the um, Explore the Rebirth of Jason Voorhees for a new movie-going era. And that's like a... It's like 11 minutes long... It's the director, the producer, all them people talking about like the legacy of him. Yeah. Like, now, what's interesting in all these features, they never show a clip from any of the original movies. Obviously, they probably don't have the rights to show them because they're Paramount, and this isn't. This is New Line. The Paramount was on this one. Paramount logo was on it because they own the franchise, right? But this was Warner Brothers slash New Line Cinema. So hmm. I'm thinking the original stuff is out of bounds to them. Or maybe it just looks really bad. <laughs> no, it just came out on Blu-ray, so oh, it can't true. look that bad. Um, Let's go watch it. So there's no clips from... I was I was thinking, well, maybe we'll see some clips from the original here, and that will spring some things in my mind, but we never did. So that was an interesting feature, but it was kind of Hollywoody produced Yeah. Like kids... The, the kids who were in the movie just spouting off a little bit. And then there's additional slashed scenes. See what they did there? <laughs> Clever. The additional scenes... There's... One with the two policemen in the police station, which I thought should have been left yep, in, to be honest. I agree. Um, and if you look closely on that scene, the one with the policemen, you will see the date, Friday the 13th. <laughs> you have to look very close. No, not that close. It's quite obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're being right in the center <laughs> of the know. screen. In the back wall, there's a big, today is 13. And it's bigger than any wall calendar of that type it's I've ever seen. It's like, normally they're about this big, which is about four inches across, you know, with the little paper you tear off every day. Yeah. This was like the size. This was like the size of a ream of paper. You know what I mean? It was like a huge thirteen on the wall. You so know, yeah, I that you know, like the clock in Groundhog Day when they, when it goes. Mm-hmm. It was like that big gigantic <laughs> version, but like a post-it note. So um, yeah, there's that uh, additional scenes, and then there's this thing which oh yeah, it's mentioned on here. It's called the seven best kills. So it's like the seven most gruesome kills in the movie. And how they did them. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. And you can pick each one individually. And that's pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good because there's one particular kill, which I really like, which it shows you a picture of on the back here. Right. They showed you how it was done. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this movie also features topless wakeboarding. Is that what you call it? Mm, I think so. Water skiing. Yeah. Yeah. If you like topless water skiing, this is your movie. There's also the scene of this. 
with the oil. Yeah, oily boobs. <laughs> Rub it, yeah. There's quite a lot Not of Not that boobs. I want to give the impression that I'm sitting here rubbing my own <laughs> boobs, but I'm just saying. You got a little show. If you there. like boobs, you got your own this personal. is actually the movie for you because I haven't seen as many boobs in a movie for a, in the longest time. Since The Reader. <laughs> well, we only saw one set of boobs, but still, yeah, we saw the, a lot. Re- the Reader had a bit of a different tone to it. Wasn't quite as sexy as, <laughs> oh as you know. You're even right. though, even though those scenes might be sexy to some people, I couldn't get <laughs> it out of my mind like what was really going on. <laughs> you know. So yeah, this this does have a lot of boobs. I've got to give it that. Every filmmaker has their own purpose for using the naked woman breast, and uh, you know. And then finally, there's um, a digital copy on a separate disc. Okay. <laughs> and then there's B- I don't care. BD Live feature, which again. Um, no matter how many times I tell Warner Brothers BD Live, I only I use a PlayStation Three to watch Blu-ray discs because I'm sure that's the most common Blu-ray player out there because all the rest are really expensive and the PlayStation Three is probably the cheapest. So I've not got nothing special. I watch um, Blu-ray Live from Warner Brothers. I log in with my username and password every time the screen comes up. I tick the little box, remember me. Does it ever remember me? No. Never. Because when you log off, it says it's now deleting yeah. all of your memory. memory and then content. I say, hey. And then I say to you, oh, next time we see a movie, we're going to have to log in. Good job I know my password. And so, there was nothing there except one thing. A teaser trailer for Trick or Treat. And in fact, they make quite a big deal. I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't even know what Trick or Treat Reminds is. Reminds me of the dude from Batman. The Scarecrow guy. Maybe right. it's a movie about him. Well, they uh, make a big deal on the front cover that... If we don't you, know because we didn't watch it. If you go on BD Live, you can watch a trailer for a Trick or Treat. It's not a Trick or Treat. It's Trick or Treat. Right, well... I think I should start playing for Halloween now. I want it to be a bigger event this year. Well, you can see a trailer for Trick or Treat um, <laughs> on Blu-ray Live, so long as you sign in. Um, and that works fine. I just didn't happen to watch the trailer. And there was nothing else? No, nothing else. Um, everything nothing. else that I pressed, it said coming, coming soon. Coming soon, coming soon. So plus you have to watch the trailer thing before you can get to the extended content. I don't know if you did. I just didn't. Pre- I when I pressed something, it went away eventually. When it was over. No, it wasn't fully over. Really? So that's Friday the Thirteenth Killer Cut, two thousand and nine release. Um, my bottom line is watch the original. My bottom line for it is if you like this kind of movie and you've got any interest in Friday the Thirteenth series. It's probably a lot better than some of those older versions. I mean, like seven, yeah. eight, nine sequels. Probably way better than any of those. It's Jason again. If you're a fan, it's Jason again. A better Jason. Yeah, a better, better Jason. kills. Better kills. Better Jason. Um, maybe better victims because you hate him more. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's maybe. an arguable point. If you're a true hardcore fanatic person about these movies. I'm not sure how true to you all of the series there. Yeah. But then again, the guys who made it are fans of the originals, so I actually um for I me, still say for me it's a rental, but I I do like this kind of movie. Um I'm a sucker for horror movies in me general. Me too, me too, me too. So it's not a complete wash for me because I did enjoy my time watching it. I knew there was no surprises, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Kinda got it kind of fulfilled me in some way. But not fully satisfying. No, and like I said, I think I might be fully satisfied if I go back and just watch the original. Our recommendations are all movies, I believe that, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, are those more modern movies that satisfied us. Yeah, so let, let me, let's go on to recommendations. I am um, a British <laughs> horror film called Eden Lake. Now, there's a scene in this movie that actually totally reminded me of that movie un- underneath um, in some water. 
hiding underneath something. Oh, yeah. And, oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was what I was like, oh, yeah, Eden Lake. So Eden Lake, it's a British horror movie. It's not really a horror movie as such, because it's like, it's more of a real, something that could really happen. Yeah. Because it's no, like, weird Jason. It's a a crime. Yeah. Horror. But done in a horror way. And I actually really liked it. I thought it was, it was a bit heavy handed because it was talking about, like, the youth of today and all this stuff. But I really enjoyed it a lot more than this. Uh, So that's Eden Lake, um, British horror. And you can get it on, in the US on a, it came out on a Dimension Extreme DVD. Um, and the other one is The Hills of Eyes. Either the original or the remake, because I like both. I think the remake I actually like a bit more, because the original's a bit out of date, I, I find. It's not actually... I watched a bit of it on American Movie Classics. Oh, right. And it's not actually that horrific at all. Right. It's... It, it's you thought it was, if you remember. If you were young and watched it, because it's, it's creepy. Not, the idea that when you get stranded, you're alone, and then there are these... But the remake of The Hills of Eyes kicked ass, I thought. It was really... It I was mean, good. really, really, like, brutal. Like, it, it took... In an unexpected... Every turn is unexpected, and you know... You know in what's going to happen. But you don't know how it's going to play out, and that's what I liked about it. And, and it was extremely was, brutal. Like, it was. Big time. Um, Anger brutal. And I'd rewatch that one. Yeah. Same as Dawn of the Dead uh, remake. I would rewatch that too, but go on. Uh, your. My recommendations are. Devil's, Devil, De- De- Devil's Rejects. And that was going to be my third if we were oh, actually right. three. Because I it's the follow up to a, That Was the House of a Thousand Corpses, which I liked as well. But I think Devil's Rejects... I think it's bad. So you could do them together. I mean, if you're going to watch it, watch them both. But if you've seen them and you know what I'm talking about, I think Devil's Rejects is one of those that got in my mind where I'm... The people are perverse and distorted and sick, and yet I am rooting for them in a weird way. Same, yeah. And, like, creeped out by them, and yet... You see how people can fall through the crap. All this stuff, it's weird. And they're so extreme and horrible. And yet, I was just like, they're interesting to me. They're not just empty, shallow villains or anything. And so, And I really love uh, the extremeness of it. And it's one of those weird cases where a sequel is better than the original. Yeah, yeah. Because I really enjoyed it a lot House of a Thousand Corpses is pretty much kind of a caricature of what you would think of a horrible... Yeah. scenario that's going on hidden, you know, in, somewhere out Well, then it takes country. it to another level, the yeah. second one. Yeah, totally. It's crazy. And then my other one is Seven. Because I wanted to think of a movie that's grounded in re- a reality more than this, you know, some complete end of the spectrum of people who are just off the scale of horrific chaos, kind of anarchy kind of people, and put it in take somebody who does these horrible things and it's plotted in the real world and because I was really freaked out by Seven the first time I saw it not freaked out like shocked it and amazed just like I think crossing over into where you think oh this is a per this could I don't know I don't know I just think of it right now the guy with the uh, the sex toy oh my god I think that's, oh, that just freaks me I out I think that's so what much. I think about Eden Lake that is one where it's actually grounded in reality because that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because you feel... You don't feel like... I mean... It's the same with mom and dad. The, the yeah. thing of... There's a facade yeah, of yeah. how people... What we put onto the world and behind every face, behind every eye, could be something lurking that is socially unacceptable, morally unacceptable, 
perverse, you know, all of that. That's what creeps me out now. I guess my age, and I'm a little desensitized to the all-in-out gore, gore, gore. So it's the idea that my neighbor person that I chat with every day could have three, you know, young men chained up in his basement and whooping them every day. I don't know that. That creeps me out more than... Disturbia. Some... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't disturb me much either, But still, Disturbia yeah. had that yeah. idea. Like, you could be looking at your neighbor mowing his yeah. lawn and he could have just murdered somebody. Correct. In his garage. Um, so those are my recommendations. Devil's Rejects in seven. Okay, and uh, so that's... Um, Friday the thirteenth. I don't think, really think it's. I think it's just Friday the thirteenth, right? It's not yes. killer cut. Friday the thirteenth, available from Warner Brothers on Blu-ray and DVD. And um, you got to be worth the, a shot. I yeah, think. you got to be the person who likes this kind of stuff. It's not. It's it's no like there will be blood. I doubt. It's just entertainment. If uh, Confessions of a Shopaholic is your type of movie, it wouldn't consistently. Be <laughs> this wouldn't be your kind of movie. No. <laughs> that was a nod to one of your friends who likes those kind of movies. <laughs> no, I don't know if he likes those kind of movies. He doesn't movies. like these. No, he doesn't. Oh, no, no. So, uh, contests on the site. There is one new contest, and it's U-Balls Tunnel Rats. That's the guy who makes really bad video game movies. Right. But he's made a Vietnam movie. So, I've got copies of that to give away. Plus some other movies. But he just made it sound so, so... Uh, Intriguing there. He makes really bad movies, and this is his latest one. Yeah. Well, some people <laughs> like him because he makes really bad movies. That's what they like about him. Uh, so, yeah, that's that guy. Uh, next week's uh, review will be uh, Knowing on Blu ray disc. That's Knowing, K N O W I N G, Knowing, starring <laughs> Nicolas Cage's hair. <laughs> I don't think he's actually in it this time. Nicolas Cage's forehead. Just his hair. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> And You're, we like Nicolas Cage. We make fun of him, but I we like both him. like him. <laughs> it's just... Got a little low rent lately. He has. I, I feel that he's had several misses recently. I do know Nicolas Cage is still in there, so I'm holding up. <laughs> this maybe next week's will be the one where... He we pushes go, you over the edge. <laughs> where, where he's back. Like, And I'm like, yeah, here's Nicolas Cage. Oh, you're such an optimist. Here's Conair Nicolas Cage. Here's... Wild at heart Nicolas Cage. Leaving here's Las Vegas. Raising Arizona Nicolas Cage. And uh, Xanadu. Not Xanadu. Not Xanadu. The one... <laughs> I always get, forget the name. Always, every Xanadu's time. Xanadu's Olivia Newton-John, right? Xandali. Yeah. yeah. See, Wild, Wild at Heart's still my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. But, um... But then... The but, money kicked in. <laughs> yeah. Next came you know, around. Con Air's completely I, dumb, but I love Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I think, like, Con Air was, like... Or The High Rock, bro. or, like, really... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always forget about The Rock and The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's next week's movie. Um, I don't know what that one's about, actually. Good. It's a big blockbuster one, but there you go. Uh, Games and stuff. I've been playing this week Fight Night Round 4, which is the new boxing game from EA Sports. You saw me playing the boxing game. What do you think of that one? Looks good. It's actually, Fight Night Round 3 was a big hit for me, and this one, so far... I believe one of your quotes was, when you were playing online with your friend, it's fun to... Knock the crap out of each other. Because <laughs> we were, we'd made boxes that looked like ourselves. We, right. And it even says your name in the commentary, which is funny. I have to interject. Um, I'm pretty sure neither of you really look like that. They have like 12 packs. Oh, I said that. And they're I, like the I, biggest, I, I bulkiest. I said, <laughs> said to my friend, I modeled the, the ripped tabs on myself. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. I'm not really laughing at that. That's rude, but... There is no... Um, 
option to really create you like it's start skinny, with a body like a skinny you, very pale British guy they don't you have can that? do the head <laughs> with a photograph of yourself you know like one of them face map yeah, things but they always turn out looking weird don't yeah. they like I like to what I like to do when it does this face mapping stuff I did it on Rainbow Six Vegas is take the picture with my glasses on already and then when it maps onto it the glasses are kind of like wrapped <laughs> around my head it like, looks really weird so I like to do that but anyway Fight Night Round 4 I so far and I'm playing the franchise mode the online mode works well it looks amazing and sounds if you mm-hmm. it's one of them games where I think if you walked in you would think I was watching sitting here not box. looking at it it yeah. sounds like a fight going on yeah it's really good it's a good atmosphere to it and the fight engine's really good too so I'd recommend that one it's on the 360 and the PS3 the other game I've not been playing, but I did write on this outline, is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I have the game, but it hasn't actually entered the... I want to see the film first, because right. I think it might spoil the story or something, you know? So, I'm keeping that one. Uh, another one is EA Sports Active, which is for the Wii, which we had a mess with this week. It almost killed me, actually. It did. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this is a EA's... I wouldn't call this a game. It's more of an exercise disc. Like an ex- like we used to have exercise videos. This is a Wii version of an exercise video. Where it comes with this thing that you put around your leg. And then you put the Wii mo- the nunchuck in it. And then you can run on the spot and it will... Det- and that all works really well. But And I exercise every day. And I don't feel that I'm unfit. But jeez, it took... I only did like half of a... 20 minute workout and I want to do the stretching and stuff for sure I don't want to do the jumping around bouncing you don't have around to. jogging can, and shit and that's the nice thing about it you can choose what exercise you want to do um, it comes with this uh, resistance band so you can do upper body exercises it's actually a nice package it's expensive $60 I think but if you're going to use it daily and some people do with I think it. you would yeah yeah um, so but yeah it it made me do these um, this track running called kick-ups where you basically kick yourself in the behind that's pretty much what you do yeah I literally for two days afterwards almost could not walk up the stairs that's how yeah those muscles don't get used and I walk every day I do a two mile walk fast walk every day so I don't know what the deal was but it almost killed well, those are still muscles that you don't use right there yeah exactly because I don't kick up I just walk I can kick you in the ass anytime you want and it will only hurt very briefly. Nice. <laughs> I've also been playing a bit of the Japanese import of Wii Sports Resort, which is a... Hmm. It's Wii Sports 2, basically. The game that everybody owns, because it comes with the Wii, Wii Sports. This is the second version of Wii Sports. Let me just say this. It's much better. It uses Wii Motion Plus. It ha- you have to have Wii Motion Plus, which is the add-on for your Wiimote. Right. I think I'll discuss it more when the American release comes out in about three or four weeks. Because, yes, we played the Japanese version. I will say, just straight up, is really good. But I think we need to see the American version right. before I can make past comment on it properly. You saw... Yeah. What did, in fact, you saw my nephew playing the sword fighting. Yeah, and he was really into it's it. It's actually so it's quite awesome. uncanny how it does translate. Not only that, it transforms you. It's so different than sitting your butt on the couch. And, I mean, I'm not into health and fitness. If you saw me, you'd know what I'm saying. But the idea that when you... Like, when I played tennis last week on the Wii, you actually get 
physically into it. Yeah, like, you do. Like, you you do. don't have to. You can stand there and move your wrist yeah, and I've do seen it like that, out. right? But you, I don't. And we've got, you know, a fairly big TV to watch, to watch it on and to use. You know, it's like a 51-inch. So it's not, like, completely encompassing you. And yet you, you find, I find myself stepping forward and leaning down and, like, putting my arm way up. And when I'm serving, just really giving it my all. It's like it just, it's almost like I think what people say in movies when they put their costume on, they can become the person. When you can stand up and you've got this thing in your hand and then on the screen, like with the sword fight when I was watching Austin, he was like, Whoa, and he, his other hand would be all like, he'd have it all, because he's practiced these sword fights since he saw Star Wars for the first time or um, saber, lightsaber fights. And this time I saw him doing that, and yet he was getting the feedback. He could see what he was doing and actually chopping. And, I, and it was really that's satisfying. That's the part that's amazing really to satisfying. me. Because I was watching him, uh, and literally this motion plus picks up every angle of movement. Not just like, you don't even have to be pointing at the screen. If you put your hand behind your back, your sword goes behind your yeah, back on the screen. Yeah, if you put it up over his face, then it would if go right up on his face. If you do this, it knows it's behind you, so it puts it behind you. So you can do all... And I was watching him do it, and it literally is exactly what you do in real time. So, if you block up yeah. here, it's up here on the screen, and there's no delay. It's like it's, it's the most. Even the tennis doesn't do it as well as that does. And I was quite amazed because I was just sat back. I was trying to sit behind him to Plus see. Plus, you just bought that new thing, that new sensor bar. Maybe yeah, that actually it. doesn't use the sensor bar that game. Mm. It just uses the motion plus. So, you what's can, it talking to then? To the Wii, the Motion Plus talks to the Wii with Bluetooth. Mm. So that bar isn't even used in that sword fighting. So that's why you can put it up in the air, put it behind. Well, your we're head. on the little new bar. Could we make a point of saying to any electronics designer in the world, stop putting the frigging light on the front? Well, let's explain first. I, um, oh. My the, the Wii comes with a sensor bar that plugs into the back of the Wii that you set on top of your television, and for the pointer. Not not for motion, but for the pointer when you need to point mm-hmm. to menu items. That's how it tracks where the Wiimote is. Now the one that comes from Nintendo, it's very little, and it is not. It's not actually up to the job of if you if you're ten feet away from the TV, it's actually very juddery and shaky the cursor. So Nico make this wireless sensor bar that costs nine ninety nine. It, it takes four batteries, and it. It's actually more powerful than the, the normal. It's got more lights in it, so you get smoother. It actually does work. It's it's much smoother. Okay, let's get on to the irritating part. And then on the <laughs> on the front on the front of it, well, obviously it's wireless, so it takes batteries. So you need to know when it's on and off. You actually need to know that because you don't want to leave it on and run your batteries down. So they put this big blue LED on the front that is sitting on top of your television, so it shines right in your eye, and it's really really bright. So I got some electrical tape and taped over it, but left a little tiny bit showing, but not enough to it for it to glare, just a little bit, because you do need to see. Now this sensor bar also has a timer on the back. It'll turn itself off after you can set it to one hour, two hours, or never. Well, there you go. So I set it to two hours, because you're probably going to pay for an hour if you turn it, at least an hour if you turn it on. And what happens is it starts beeping and then turns itself off. So if you notice it beeping... But you still want to go and play. If you just hit the button again, it gives you another two hours. So it's a nice little bar, but yeah, the the blue lights. In fact, um, I yep. We have a router, D-Link gaming router. It's like a really nice one. 
It's really nice, but it has these blue LEDs on the front that literally will blind you. If yeah, you're if I it. come in here at night and you're in bed or whatever, I have to put a DVD in front of it. It's so irritating. It's so bright. And I'm facing, it's to my right directly, like a perpendicular to the yeah. side of my head. It It's so distracting. And I don't give a shit. If anybody says, oh, every wife says that. If you don't see that and it doesn't bug you... I don't know what's wrong with you. So this week, it's I, so irritating. This week I got my black electrical <laughs> tape and covered those, and it's much nicer. In fact, I it's did a good fantastic. job. You can't really tell it; it's been done. No. Um, so let's just do away with the bright front lights, can we, please? Yeah, like this monitor, for instance. It has a little green light in the corner. It's fine, right? That's fine. It's not overly bright. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's not brighter than what you're looking yeah. at. Yeah, but those ones—it's the blue LEDs, especially that kind of. Well, the red light on the PlayStation Two when it's off. The light on the Wii when it's off. What is wrong with you people? Honestly, I don't need to know that it's off. I know it's off because I turned it off. I'm not an idiot. I guess that thing is... I want a button on the back that gives me the option, at least, to turn off the light when I want. Is that impossible? No, of course it's not impossible. Well, one of the things I I would always like, and it's never really on consumer electronics, but I'd really like it to be, (laughs) <laughs> it's just a rocker switch on the back of anything that just turns it off completely from the mains. Yeah. Like... like Yeah, like on the back of your PC. Yeah, exactly. Like my projector downstairs, for instance. I don't leave it plugged in all week because we have a lot of lightning and stuff here. So why have it sat there on? Also, why have it sat there in standby using electricity? My, I actually physically, on my projector, pull the plug out the back of it when I'm finished with it. Now that's a fine, all fine and everything, but I'd rather just be able to flick a switch. Right. I yeah, but it's at... still plugged in, so it could still get struck by lightning. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be using electricity. I actually physically pulled the plug out, so, I mean, that's better. At least you know, A, you're not using any more electricity on it, because standby uses electricity. Not, yeah. Most people don't know that, but it does. So, you know, if, you, if you've got a big TV in your front room and you put it in standby, which most people do, they don't unplug it. It's using electricity all the time. You know, when you turn it off, it's waiting for you to turn it back on. Yeah, so it's still got power going into it. So you're using electricity. Even our our bedroom TV has a little light on the front. That tells you it's off? Yeah. I know. I I actually don't understand. I'm not an idiot. Is it? Yeah, because like it's a TV. Because I don't get it. It's on. I see a picture (laughs) on the screen. Yeah. It's off. It's black. If there's a problem... And the screen is black and it's on, then I'm probably going to figure that out because I'm turning it off and on and nothing's happening. So, I'm just saying, if you are an electronics person or have any access to people who design these things, or you want to explain it to me, please feel free. Fix the problem or let me know Let me know what I'm missing here. Yeah, so there's our rant about uh, consumer <laughs> electronics. My, um, rant, my rant, your indulgence. Thank Wii you. Sports Resort, I will mention more when the US release comes out because I will grab the US release and I think that's a better one to talk about in more detail. Um, another thing which I didn't write on here, but I'll mention quickly, is the Conduit, which is a first-person shooter on the Wii. I'm about three levels into it. I actually kind of like uh, first-person shooter controls on the <laughs> Wii because you aim by pointing the Wii mode. Right. It's actually pretty smooth and cool. I'll talk more about that next week when I get further into it. And the very, very last thing I want to mention is if you're interested in Windows 7 at all, um, which is the new operating system from Microsoft... If you already own Vista, now there's a couple of ifs here. If you already own a legitimate copy of Vista, you bought a copy of Vista or your PC came with a copy of Vista over the last couple of years. So you own a copy of Vista with a licensed product key. Any version of what Vista? Any version of Vista. Okay, professional, home. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And you want to upgrade to Windows 7, which will be out in October, October the 22nd to be precise. You can upgrade for $50 if you pre-order it before July the 11th. If you go to Newegg.com, Amazon.com, Microsoft.com slash store, most places that sell stuff like that, Best Buy even, if you go there now um, and you pre-order the... And this is my recommendation to you. There's three editions of Windows 7. There's Windows 7 Ultimate, Windows 7 Professional, and Windows 7 Home Premium. Now, I actually suggest if you're a home user, Home Premium this time is the one to buy. Windows 7 Professional, the only extra feature is it can log on to the main servers, which is only applicable to people who are in businesses. So you'd never use it at home anyway. And Windows 7 Ultimate has a couple of other new features that are also designed for business users, which you would never use in a home scenario. So Home Premium is the one to get at home. And it's actually $50 um, if you buy it before July the 11th. So just go to one of Pre-order. Yeah, you have to pre-order it. So I pre-ordered two copies this week so we could have one on each machine. I think $50 is where the price point of an operating system should be. This shouldn't be a limited thing. This should be how much it is, I think. $50 yeah. is fine to me. First of all, I don't feel the need to have Windows 7, right? So if you're not in the... If you've got Vista, I think Vista... I don't care what anybody says. I think it's been perfect for me. For what I do, I've never had one single issue. I don't think it's slow. I don't think it's anything. Now, let me, let, me, me. let me comment on that. I used Vista for a year also on my machine. This machine here. And then I've been beta testing Windows 7 since the beginning, pretty much. I've, I think I've had Windows 7 on for a year, really. Yeah. I will say... And I come and use your machine sometimes for certain things. And you say I've got no... Windows 7 is a huge step up from that. But that wouldn't be to me. I think it actually would. It, it runs games faster. It uses RAM a lot more efficiently. Programs that rely on RAM run a lot more efficiently. It's, it is actually better. Things open quicker. But that's the thing. I sit here and use it on day. I don't. I don't struggle. I don't care. I don't have a problem with anything. PaintShop Pro is what it is. It's always going to be the way it is. They have never fixed it. It sucks Absolutely up so much. It's pretty good on there. I know, but you don't use it the way I do. I mm. use it really heavy duty. Open tons of images, huge images at a time. So the thing is, I'm not sitting here thinking, "Oh God, I wish they'd fix this." Oh my God, I wish they'd fix that. So to me, everyone doesn't have to upgrade. I'll be excited to try to do it, but because you've bought it already, <laughs> I'm just saying it's not like everybody's going. Not like we're saying, "Oh my God, you have to do it." It's just if everything's fine. What I'm getting at here is if you do I want would, it, how about? Well, unfortunately, though, if you've got XP, you have to pay the full price. Why no, not just charge fifty dollars? No, you you can actually upgrade from XP. That's something I missed out. You can the upgrade from XP also works for fifty dollars. Yeah. You really? just need a legitimate key slash disk. So you know, that is is an important thing, because that would be a big difference. I do find Vista, for me, personally, seems smoother, better, it's better than, than XP. I actually have nothing against Vista either. I actually bought three copies of Vista. I We have three legitimate copies of Vista. I have nothing against it either, but since I changed to Windows 7, <laughs> it's one of those things where I wouldn't ever want to put Vista back on, because I'm so... But you, you know, there are t- different types of people. You actually respond to 
a half a second difference when you're opening a program or a split second difference when you're going to do something, I don't. So I think it's a different... When, you know what I when mean? You open and up. then there are lots of people who despise Windows altogether. Yeah, yeah. Vista sucks, and Windows 7 is nothing. It's just a bunch of crap, and they're just trying to resell it. It's well, Vista, love, blah, blah, blah. There's one thing I really love about Windows 7, that you have Vista there. We both have Outlook. If I open Outlook on yours, it takes maybe 20 to 30 seconds to become usable. Like it's pulling in its mail, it's loading itself. It... Then it then it's ready to use. Like it's doing some stuff. I don't I don't know. It's processing, and then you can use it. It takes maybe twenty seconds, I'd say. On Windows Seven, it literally takes less than two seconds. Like you launch Outlook, and then then you can use it. There's this. So thing. basically, it's working in. The, it's got a lot of things working in the background. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. I just believe it's from what I can gather is the way it manages memory is a lot quicker and more efficient. And I think that's why programs launch quicker. And they really do. I've I've done like I've stood at yours and stood at mine and launched Outlook. It's a whole <laughs> even Firefox and stuff like that, it just launches quicker on here. And it's not because of the spec of my PC, it's more of a Windows right. seven thing. So anyway, we'll both I'm already on Windows seven, have been for a while, you'll be on it too. And we are not up Microsoft's ass, this is just the computers we use. <laughs> well I ju- I just responded to this week when they announced, listen, if you go and pre-order Windows 7 now, you can have it for $50 a copy. Now, I'm used to paying $350 for a copy of Windows. Like, Vista was nearly $300 a copy. Now, that always gets on my tits. I don't want to spend $300 on an operating system, but $50, I think it's actually fair. And we use our computers enough that if you spend $50 now and we use that for two, three, four years, yeah. however long it takes, it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing compared to what you, you know, it's $10 a year or something. So I completely um, say go to Newegg and pre order. Newegg seemed, out of all the places you could buy it from, too, I'm not just saying this because I like Newegg, but. Newegg has free shipping and everywhere else seems to charge you a $4.99 shipping fee, so... Is it not just something you can... Oh, it's too big to download, They send it? you a disc. Right. So. I mean, yes, you can download it from Microsoft.com if you buy it from them. But they still charge you tax where Newegg doesn't, so... Right. Newegg seems to be the cheapest. Anyway, what's on your thing? Um, what's for dinner? I'm going to make some fish curry and some peas and some rice. Fish curry. I think that sounds really good. I had my... Oh, well, on my later... Okay, I'll step that up. Yesterday, I spent a lovely day visiting with an old friend. She wouldn't like me calling her old, but I hadn't seen her for 20 years. 25 years. And uh, got together with her in a nearby town, and she'd never had Indian food, so we went to the Indian restaurant. And I, I love her. She's great. I loved her as she was my friend in high school. She's a little bit younger than me. It was great to see her. We had a good conversation, but as you can hear the tone of my voice, you know what was most exciting? <laughs> was my chicken korma. I mean, I was actually... Oh, were, went to the Indian so, restaurant. Yes, I was actually so excited to have <laughs> It's embarrassing, but I'm just admitting it, that my overriding thought was, I'm having chicken korma. And I drove in the hot freaking car for half an hour. Really hot. It was 100 degrees yesterday. <clears throat> I have no air conditioning. And that was the form front of my mind and then uh visiting with the new friend that i met on the internet on etsy where i sell some of my art prints she happens to be in our town and then i spent like an hour or more just at her house yesterday evening chatting and her daughter was there and her husband was having a wow land party 
a group of, as she called it, it was nerd party night. They got Domino Pizza, a bunch of Pepsi, or Mountain Dew, went to the basement, grown men, and a 16, the 16-year-old daughter also plays. And so uh, it just seemed also kind of interesting. So that was a really good uh, day. I really like that. And so that made me think today, fish curry sounds really good. Tomato-y More instead curry. of the cream. Yeah. <laughs> I could eat it every day, honestly. Those flavors, fantastic. I got my notice for jury duty coming up here in August. I have three months of calling the night before. And you have to call every day for three months. No, they like August 3rd is the day. You call the night before after 5 p.m. And a little recording will say, yes, your court date is tomorrow. Be at this address by 8.30 or no, the court date is canceled. Your next court date will be, and that oh, could be August the tenth. Yeah, and then you call the night before that, and you just and you may never have to go. And I'm excited. I you know I don't care if it's. I think it's an amazing process that we can actually be a part of that, and I don't find it boring. I don't find it an inconvenience. You get time off from work. You get, I don't know, even if it's a one day thing, and you go, and it's some. Legal contract, something or other. I would still be fascinated. I don't know why people think it's a pain in the ass. You have to get locked in. Like, is that what happens? Not every time. No, you might just go. Your court thing might just be that you're sitting in a courtroom and they're debating the fine tuning of a what I mean divorce is that or at something. the end of the day, do you uh, have to go to a hotel and not allowed no, to read the newspaper? No, it, it depends on what you're doing. You might go for one day, right, and just have to sit there and listen to some very brief. Could be trapped. I don't know. I mean, then other things could end up being in a trial trial, you know. So I'm excited about that. I don't have a problem with that. I was up for it a few years ago and never got called in to do it. So, And then uh, my games I've been playing are The Sims 3, which I am still I'm obsessing over the garden thing every time. Every time, every time, every time. Got to plant the perfect tomato. I have no idea how. I got to plant the perfect uh, life plant. And it's I've actually got definitely got a lot more than last time. Yeah, and I'm not even exploring anything else anymore. I'm just obsessed with the garden. <laughs> That's it. And painting. I'm trying to get my painting skills all up and paint five masterpieces. And you know, so that's what I've been playing. And Plus, zombies. Plants versus zombies. Still, I'm more garden. Oh, they're pissing. Yeah. They're oh, pissing and you're going to be going doing the real garden. Yep, I've been doing the real garden. I'm going to go do that right after this. I'm going to mow the yard, and I've got, in my garden, I've got loads of pictures that I've been posting more and more on my website, which is sidtalk.com, C-I-D-T-A-L-K. If you like pictures of really close up, really, really close up of, like, dill and squash and tomatoes, I like to get my new camera out there that my lovely husband gave me for Christmas, and I seriously will put it, like, an inch from the thing, Put it on super macro. Take a bunch of pictures. Most of them are blurry because I, I don't have patience. And then all of a sudden one will be like this super close-up of a plant that you don't even know the details of it. In real life, it may be a centimeter high or less. And on the picture, you know, there's a 7,000 pixel wide shot of a zoomed in curly cue on the... I don't know, whatever. I, I'm sure a lot of people aren't interested, but I, I guess gardening is a theme. Do you me. have the full high resolution images up on the website? No, I shrink them down. Right, so too big. I might put some bigger ones on Flickr, but yeah, you can put your full images on Flickr. Like you, you can have the huge, huge ones. Really? Yep. I might put a you few up there because some of them are really good. And, and they're good it. for wallpapers too. 
Yo, I've got some good ones. If you're a gardener, for real, I've got some that would be excellent wallpaper. I could put them, make them widescreen or whatever size. You could make a Windows 7 theme. Because you can make, like mine, changes. Oh, yeah? Like you, you stitch the a bunch garden of, theme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would work. So um, I want to thank you all for listening to the show. Um, I didn't think a podcast on Friday the 13th, 2009 edition would <laughs> weigh in at one and a half hours. Oh, no? my God, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because normally if it's like a movie... Maybe we're just full of crap. Well, I'm saying that... Well, I think we got a lot of discussion out of that movie. I didn't think it to be much, but... That reflects the way it was when I was watching it. All those things flooding into my mind. A life of watching horror movies and all that. So thank you for listening to the uh, podcast. Thank you. This is after the show number 76. (gasps) Coming to a close. 76. 77 will be... um, A.K.A. Nicolas Cage's hair. Next week. (laughs) So uh, I want to remind you about our websites, ascully.com, sidtalk.com, and twitter.com slash ascully, twitter.com slash sidtalk. You can Twitter us up. Um, there's some weird stuff happened this week also. I just want, um, let's just recognize it. Michael Jackson died. Farrah Fawcett died. Billy Mays just died. Ed McMahon this died afternoon, right before that. Ed McMahon died. Billy Mays, we only just learned about about an hour ago. And yeah, there's celebrities, and some people could say, oh my God, it's just bullshit, who cares? But I'll tell you what, when you've heard a name and seen a face and if you are in love with whatever they've done their your whole life and we're not either one fans of any of those people necessarily i was a huge fair fawcett fan when oh, i was, so was that absolutely yeah and i love johnny carson when i was a kid i was the only kid who watched johnny carson and i remember night after night after night the little banter between him and Eddie McMahon, and it was a staple of my childhood seriously my friends would come stay all night and if it was friday night they would get so irritated because I want, I had to go watch Johnny Carson. And I was little, like seven, eight, nine years old, and I loved it. So, and it, I mean, other celebrities have died, and they will die, and they always do. They're just people like everybody else. But it does impact you. But you have a friend uh, from England who's a huge Michael Jackson fan, and you had to know that she probably mourned this week the same she would uh, if a family member or a loved one were to pass away. And so... I think you have to give a little bit of acknowledgement to, you know, that's going to weigh heavy on a lot of people, any of those particular people. So we're, we're just, I just wanted to acknowledge all those people dying yeah. this week, which is, I, I know it's, I know people die every week yeah. who are not famous and you don't never hear about yeah, it. Yeah, and horrible things happen to people it who are It was just a big run of famous people there, wasn't it? All in a big, and then Billy Mays today, which like, uh, He's not like a celebrity that most people would know, but he's like a... Actually, Mr. I think, funny enough, Mr. He is. Infomercial. Yeah. You set, he sells... You've, everybody's, everybody's seen or heard him yell. <laughs> what yeah. say? So, yeah. Just, you know. Um, so, the other thing is, going from a, depre- <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> going from a depressing subject to a uplifting subject, you can go to the Zoom Marketplace to download this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You can go to our page and click on podcast and subscribe via the RSS reader there. Or you can go in very little writing to iTunes music stuff. <laughs> Do we not favor iTunes? Are you saying that in, in the whole world of tragedy and death, that by listening to this podcast, you will be uplifted? Inspired. You will be inspired. Yes. You'll be inspired to garden, to play games, to watch, watch movies, a good movie, yeah. to go visit with your friends you haven't seen. We are we have a lot of good content. We do. I'm impressed. And we also have contests. <laughs> which I already mentioned. 
And you can also get Windows 7 for $50. Should we just go on all day? Yeah, I might as well. <laughs> like a marathon. Somebody right now is sitting in their car, waiting for us to be done so they can go into work or so they can go into the house. They've got their headphones on. They're like, okay, come on, okay, wrap it up. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> okay, let's send this to the send this to the bank let's or whatever they call it. put it in the can. So uh, you can also email com or sidtalkersidtalk.com if you don't know what's good for you. Good luck with emailing me because my junk filter is freaking out lately, so... That's your excuse. So I want to say stay classy. I was going to say to all the people that died this week, but that's not. Well, yeah, no. They will remain classy for all time. Yes. Because they're frozen in time now. Poor Fair Fawcett. And I will say, uh, I just have a soft spot for anyone who unfortunately dies from cancer after a long battle with it. That's a sore spot. But, um, and I'm going to say think for yourself, folks. If you don't think for yourself, you're just an idiot. <laughs>